nervous. Hey, welcome to Guys Without Capes. Mark, you're cute. <laughs> Mark, it's your cute. Hey. <laughs> it's Mark. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. All right. Welcome to another week of Guys Without Capes, bringing to you the content you've been longing to hear, a Smallville rewatch. I'm Justin, and I'm joined with Tim and Mark. And here we are to record uh, Season 1, Episode 8, Jitters. But just like every week, we like to start out with a bit of a weekend review. Um, and, you know, I uh, like everybody else, we are still in uh, kind of COVID quarantine time. Uh, restrictions are slowly being lifted. And I'm proud to say that I got a haircut this week. And uh, it feels, uh, I feel empowered. I feel like I can, uh, I'm me again. Um, and, uh, but what I didn't know, and I don't know if you guys knew this was, you know, there's obviously standards in all these places. And so in, um, where I go get my haircut, they actually can't use a blow dryer because it blows the things around. So I didn't know that was a thing, but, uh, so I didn't, I didn't get my usual blow dry, um and so yeah it was uh you know you kind of pay for what you get so wait what do they do then like do you just wet hair and then cut and then wet hair again yeah i guess they like try to because you know i also get the rinse at the end and they dry as much as they can and i did usually i i get product like the works and so um you know the hairstylist did put product in uh so yeah it, it was good it was good nice what'd you guys get up to tim um yeah justin said restrictions are lifting so likewise here um case in point i went to a restaurant and ate inside today and it was uh it, like we went to brew hall and uh, brew hall's a restaurant here that um one of my colleagues says that um, they emulate pretty well the like a Shake Shack burger. Uh, they use uh, potato rolls and um, they they do them up in the same style. And so, um, so yeah, oh, it was taters. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. So, yeah, it was they. The hand sanitizer was provided by uh, Phillips Brewing, um, and it smelled like gin. It was really cool. Um, food was great. Everyone was wearing masks. They had plexi up. It was like this is uh, it was a it was a great experience. I thought, and it was nice to be out and uh, to be able to people watch, um, and uh, definitely felt safe. And um, and yeah. Going back to to uh, a little bit of what uh, normal looks like, so so yeah, it was a good week. It was a good week. And you guys uh, have ventured out more than I have. I've done nothing besides maybe going to the grocery store. I haven't tri- like tested out. I think even like the mall. I think the mall's open. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna shave my head again or if I'm gonna go to the barbers. 
I did uh, this week forget that I gave myself a bit of like a caterpillar mustache. <laughs> and so people were like at work were like, hey, you shaved. And I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot. I've got this awkward looking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm contemplating about going and get my hair done. Hair did. Um, so, yeah, but otherwise, uh, it's kind of what it is. Uh, glad to be joining you boys, though, for another episode of Smallville. Uh, and let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about uh, best parts. Uh, you know, <clears throat> man, uh, I know you guys have read my, 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 my notes and also my rating. Um, but for me, uh, Smallville does its best when they are moving characters along. And uh, two things for me was uh, Lex Luthor's character... Uh, got a real boost in this episode and um, you know like he got to really shine and um, you know he he had to like I, I like the fact that he took charge in this episode uh, we got to see a different like side of him um, and then in contrast we got to see Clark um, be a hero in uh, in a different way Um I think like when, and I, I kind of, in my other notes, I talk about this, but like Clark could have easily just taken over, but he did it. Uh, he did it. Uh, he did it kind of like, uh, like ha- how he's supposed to like cloak and dagger kind of like hidden. Right. Mm. Um, there's a part where uh, Whitney wanted to go two to one on uh candy man. And, uh, <laughs> um, and then he kind of hesitated. Uh, so he's playing that, uh, Clark Kent that we know, uh, when he gets older and, uh, mm. in, uh, what's that place called Metropolis. So yeah. What'd you guys think? Anything? Yeah, I guess I have to, I totally have to echo the, uh, like, especially seeing like Lionel Luther again. Um, man, I, John Glover on screen is just like he's just so good in in terms of that role and so yeah like moving the characters forward i mean we get an insight into uh lex and and lionel's relationship which of course we'll talk about uh later but yeah i totally enjoyed um the character progression you know just i just wanted to like say there is with uh john glover like when when actors can make you have this emotional like response, be like, what a dick, like they're doing their job. Mm. Right. And, uh, John Glover, like, I don't, does anybody know like a Lionel Luther in the comics or, you know, or is this kind of like, where would he have gotten this reference to be this kind of a dick, uh, kind of dad. Right. But yeah. Tim, maybe that's a question for our listeners. If you know, (laughs) Lionel Luther lore from any of the universes inside DC throws a comment or or, uh, or some sort of reply. I don't know how Anchor works with that, but uh, yeah, let us know. You're the you. Some of you are the expert, Chris Loro, um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, no, uh, like I mean, I I made the mistake of writing in my notes the last. And the reason why that's a mistake is because on our um, on our shared document, 
the ratings are the very front are at the very front of the document. So they, um, <laughs> and so <Sorry>. I <laughs> COVID. I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't mute. I couldn't mute. <laughs> My computer was loading, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my mom sneeze uh, um, I was talking oh uh, and we were making so, so yeah ratings is at the front page podcast yeah and uh, and I saw all the guys ratings I'm just like and um, I'm like oh okay so it's gonna be one of those episodes and sure enough it was um, but uh, but yeah no it, it was uh, uh I, I think you guys nailed down the best parts. Let's talk about the weakest parts now. And I think in the past, what this has been has just been, what are the loopholes inside of Smallville? And Justin does a great job, and, and Mark too, for that matter, do a great job of poking holes uh, inside the logic of uh, <laughs> of the character's thought processes or, or just how the world works uh, and gossip works inside of Smallville. Um uh, but in this episode, uh, Clark uh, Clark is home alone because Martha and Jonathan are out in Metropolis, and they have uh, they have some cool moments there. You find out that Martha is uh, a Metropolis native, and she moved to Smallville um, because Jonathan basically convinced her to come out and uh, and be in the small town. Um, but then Clark has a like raging party, um, and. Uh, and basically the house is trashed and something happens. Clark has to leave and then he comes back home and uh, he using his superpowers has to clean everything up. Um, I just found it super hilarious where he's finished cleaning in super speed. And then you see Martha and Jonathan at the stairs and Martha's holding a plunger. Like she's obviously plunging something. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Like, don't you... I, I know that he turns his powers on and off, but to operate a plunger, you don't really need superpowers to hear a plunger. And so how did he, I, I'm thinking, how did he not know that his parents were up there? And really the, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm nitpicking. This is a, a, overall, it's a pretty good episode. I'm just going to go throughout some more of these, these like nitpicking parts. Um, the, the doctor, when she's talking to Clark and Jonathan, um, after Earl uh, has this moment in, inside the hospital, she's like disclosing all of his personal information to two strangers. And I'm just like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, really, this is, this is a pretty strong episode. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And it kind of, uh, I'm just foreshadowing what our ratings are going to be at the end of this episode. So um, you guys chime in with whatever you thought was um was picking at you uh i was gonna just um just mention you know tim you brought up the the big party scene and you know how this is always plays out you always invite you know one or two and like clark obviously had secret operation invite lana right but uh it kind of reminded me of uh, you know like i'm like how does a party get out of that at out of hand and i was thinking about just remember when we held that party at rocky ridge and the aftermath of that party was like disgusting like there was a vomit like i I woke up and there was some lumberjack like lumberjack in the bathroom yeah like like a man 
Yes, yeah. it was like a lumberjack, you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was like your, t- what would you like stereotypically think of with these parties? And it like was real. Yeah. yeah well, were your parents home, Mark? No, like this was, uh, we were. Oh, our, you were our, just like, living there. No, yeah, I yeah, rented yeah, yeah, out yeah. this whole house from my parents and like, right. <laughs> like my brother and Jess rented like speakers. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Okay. So that's a good point because, like, <laughs> if we're going to be nitpicky with logistics and, yeah. like, to your point, Mark, it's like Clark didn't really know what was going on, but all these things came into play. Like, people bought drinks. There were snacks. That, like, takes a lot of work to do. Like, we had to go right. along McQuaid, get speakers, get, like, a soundboard, find a DJ. So, come wow. on. Come on. Yeah, the shisha. There was, shisha. There was, there like was a, a shisha shisha lounge. Uh, oh my gosh crazy thanks for the invite guys <laughs> hey we, le- we left you in uh vancouver so yeah. <laughs> um but you know to my point here is uh you know uh, you guys notice jonathan did the slow clap like oh yeah <laughs> after yeah. Clark could finish but the thing was it like it, it, clark kind of got out of that by just saying we'll Earl was here and he was hurt. Yeah. Right? And like, they didn't care. But uh, I did like the fact that Clark is using his powers for like the teenage, like cover up, Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, go back to X-ray. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, for speed, but I, you know, it wasn't very impressive. It just was kind of like times two speed. It was like, yeah, a long time for me. To clean up like i was like you gotta be faster clark anyways yeah no, um, yeah so, so that's yeah. a good that's a good transition into heroics because we've already brought it brought some of it up but i wanted to like pitch this idea to you guys about the introduction of the kent maintenance services clark <laughs> kent using his powers for everyday things you need a car jack at home yeah has got you covered um Make a, you're about to make a mess on the floor. Clark got you covered. He'll bring a bowl right there in front of you. Oh, so you yeah. don't puke on the floor. Um, post cleanup after a party at double the speed. Clark's got you covered. If you broke handles on your methane valves, Clark's got you covered. <laughs> uh, you need a renovations in your industrial plant. Like, you know, hey, this wall needs to go down because there's an elevator there. Clark's got you covered. Everyday things, which which... He can make it large with just these services alone. Also, I'm sold. The you know, Jess, you 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 brought up that point about the the wall. I'm like, this episode could have been like two minutes long if he had just used his X-ray powers instead of like, uh, is there a level three? Are we going to level three? It's like, Clark, <laughs> use your X-ray powers, man. dude. <laughs> <laughs> just look look down. Yeah. I know I know our listeners can't see this, but I'd be like like you know, kind of staring. But then yeah. Koi would have been like, Clark, what are you doing? Uh nothing. <laughs> Over. And I'm like, any go downstairs, right? Yeah. And like I'm just looking I'm just looking for my contact lens. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of the plant, uh in kind of this like heroic section, other than Kent maintenance services. Uh, you know, Mark mentioned it at the top there, this uh, Lex Luthor's like character progression and 
Um, he really took ownership to the plant, right? Like he was willing to go in really to put himself at risk um, to save, you know, the Clark's classmates. And it wasn't at that point, you know, from what we know, it wasn't motivation for like a PR spin. It was like, hey, there's like innocent people there. Um, and so, you know, Lex really stepped up heroically. And I mean, it was, we'll talk about it later, kind of sad to see the exchange with his dad. But, um, you know, another Lex moment uh, is he totally continues to wingman Clark. He brought fireworks to the party uh, and also brought a date, I guess, who was dumping out and uh, was waiting for the bathroom to clear. <laughs> Sorry, Lex. The bathroom was flooded. Like, I don't, I don't know if that puts me in the mood, but, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Kind of remind me of, like, a Mortal Kombat character. Or, like, she was in Mortal Kombat or something. I don't know. Probably. I think that was filmed here in Vancouver. Was yeah, it? Maybe. Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Or Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I'll chime in with heroics. I just, I, I, I want to shout out here Lana Lang for just not beating around the bush with Clark and Whitney for this exact same reason, where Clark is just like, oh, so you're alone. I don't know what ex- his exact line is. And then Lana's just like, oh, you mean like, where's Whitney? And she's like, I can have a good time without Whitney. I thought that was like, she just cut to the chase. And with Whitney too, when she put him in his, well, I don't know if she put him in his place, but she, she's just like, uh, why are you so mad? Because I'm, I'm here at Clark's party. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I appreciated that from her. I don't know if that's heroic or not, but it, it doesn't, it's, it wasn't the best part and it wasn't the worst part. So, <laughs> You know, I, I have to prob I'm back to that, like, Poor me, Lana Lang thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, you all know that picture, right? But, uh, you know, the way I saw that, Tim, was like, you know, you're playing both sides. Like, Okay. I see. Yeah, I see that too. The the boys are like pretty much calling it out. Like, you know, I mean, Clark, just grow some balls, right? And be like, I'm glad you're here without Whitney. And then Whitney's like, why are you here? Because it's Clark's party? Like, he's a douche. But wouldn't that be, like, her confidence then? Like, not the poor me, but just like, hey, I could do whatever I want. Well, sorry, not poor me, but just like, you know, she's stringing along both the guys, man. And I know when I, I've been strung along. And I, and I gotta say, it's a dick move. I have to use dick twice now. <laughs> We're just putting a disclaimer at the beginning yeah. for this one. But like she's stringing them both along, and she doesn't know what she wants. And then, and then she's gonna go to Aunt Mel and be like, "Oh, two boys really like me." <laughs> yeah. Unapologetic. Yeah. That's why I like you, Mark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I do agree with you, uh, Tim, about the fact that she does just call them out, like you know, and she 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 does. She's trying to put them in their place, right? But what mm. about that girl at the end with her face when Whitney's like, I need to talk to you outside. And then she does that little oh, yeah. pantomime of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been Justin and Mar- Miracle when like, yeah. <laughs> 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 
right? Just shout out to you just now. Because I don't think anybody's connected to you in this episode. No, I, I looked hard. Oh. and uh, <laughs> I thought Candyman Earl Jenkins may have been in like, you know, like Payback or like, you know, what are they? Fantastic Four, perhaps. Yeah, it's just, just the name of a couple of movies that I've extrated in, whatever. <laughs> Extra starred, Jess. Starred in. <laughs> oh, man. Um, villains. Uh, you know, uh, we here get no Freak of the Week this this time. Thank God. Because I think, like, what was what was the last true Freak of the Week? Was it, was it Cool Guy? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt bad for Earl. Um, yeah. You know, he he lost everything. And I mean, that scene at the beginning, it's like quite creepy. Like, yeah, who leaves their window open. And then and then the thing is, like, <laughs> and I've said it like three times now, so I'm pretty sure he's showing up somewhere. But like Candyman <laughs> shows up <laughs> in his room, right? And he's like, don't worry. Like, oh, my gosh. No, but he doesn't have super stealth. So how did he get in? Yeah, he he doesn't shook, he have he he like vibrated. Yeah, he shook up. <laughs> he shook up. <laughs> he shook up. Right. <laughs> so he's like totally anti-villain in this in this episode. And I mean, like poor um, janitor guy. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> he gets like shook to death. Right, shook to death. Um, but you know, the, the true villain, uh, and you guys probably know this or are probably going to talk about this, but, uh, Lionel Luther was totally the villain in this episode. Um, but great job again, uh, John Glover showing up out of nowhere in a helicopter out of all things. And I, I think really, um, you know, um, put it to, to Lex in this episode and you really, go oh, okay i can see why lex is trying to do something different you guys um i just remember like uh yes i completely agree with uh with your your line of thought there um it was it was nice to see kind of lex position himself with respect to to lionel um, but in terms of the the villainous side, you you saw Lex's eyes uh, when he asked Clark, "How did you pull us up?" And um, and I'm just like, "Oh, there he is!" And and again, that that duplicity of Lex Luthor, you know, the is he a friend or is he a foe or is he just something else? Because he's trying to you know figure out some things. Um, I just thought that that was uh, that was a cool. Uh, that was a cool moment. Um, and uh, one more thing, Whitney in his leather jacket. He looked he looked pretty like he was gonna like he could fight somebody at that party. I think that's why he wore that. So that was like attitude, Whitney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not like star quarterback, Whitney. That was well, you at this guy's party, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> And he went straight to the pitchfork. Clark, can't, no, can't, can't. Yeah. 
Uh, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys read my notes about, uh, you know, the end where Lex is being embraced by Lionel. And then um, he's looking, Lex is looking over at Clark being embraced by his parents. And then I, I was thinking of an alternate ending, which would have been really cool, was uh, <clears throat> when um, actually, because you, because like for me, I felt like it was, Lex was actually trying to do something good for everyone, um, but is being uh, nurtured by a pretty um, dick dad. <laughs> but uh you know, um, and then at the what what would have been cool is at the end, he's helping Earl get better. But really, what would have been a cool twist is if uh, Lex was actually investigating his his uh, his symptoms and uh, exploiting it more. And then that would kind mm. of a more villainous kind of attitude towards his future Lex Luthor. No, that's good. Yeah, he was being more villainous against his dad at that point. Like, didn't yeah. let him have the PR spin that uh, his dad actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Like- I think for for the listeners who were calling um, Earl Jenkins Candyman because Tony Todd played the role of Candyman for a few movies, and if you haven't seen that, I mean, if you're into horror, he's like iconic, right? for it yeah Maybe they're not like yeah. 10, 10 iterations of Candyman. Uh, i'll tell you i've never seen this movie because i'm too scared to <laughs> yeah i can't say that i've seen like that i no. remember it and and if i did watch it i'd probably uh do exactly what our social media manager andrew would have done is like hold the remote, <laughs> hold the remote <laughs> like, mute it yeah. and be able to turn the and super quiet yeah yeah, super yeah. Quiet. Because music makes and then with the ambient. with like kumots over, yeah, so that you can hide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they yeah. are remaking Candyman though. Are they? Yeah, there's like a 2020, uh, probably straight to DVD though. <laughs> DVD. <laughs> What's DVD. Oh, oh wait, sorry. Video. Laser disc. <laughs> Beta Max. Straight to laser disc. Laser. <laughs> that was a thing, man. Yeah, I think my Tito Glenn had one. <laughs> oh, man. oh, yeah, that's right. It's, in, uh, it's in, currently in post-production. Oh, wow. Oh, so they've filmed everything. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so we're going to transition now to talk about... Um, I don't know, I, like, it was cool. I, I think the CGI was good in this one, except for like the two times speed that you were... Um, <laughs> The two times speed. Actually, yeah. Wait a second. No, like the jitters wasn't, it wasn't too convincing to me. It just looked like, like it was just slow shutter speed. Um, anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah. What's that? It looks scary. It, no, it does. (laughs) The, the mood that they had in that first scene, like you said, with the baby was, was very well done. I thought, um, uh, but one thing, it's nice to see downtown Vancouver um, in the the Luther Corp, um, uh, the the main building in Metropolis. Um, I, I and uh, also the the Poo Poo Factory um, is an actual Poo Poo Factory on Anasis Island um, in uh, uh, right between Richmond and Surrey. So dropping in some like fertilizer. Some it's an actual fertilizer. No, like it's a sewage treatment plant. 
Oh. Um, so it's like literally what the, the Luther Corp uh, building is. Um, and so it was nice to see that. But they, they obviously they covered up the Alex Fraser Bridge in one shot. I was, I was looking for it. Um, and, uh, and just commenting on the music. It's nice to hear punk music. Um, well, I don't know if that qualifies as punk music, but at Lex's, or sorry, Lex's party, at uh, Clark's party, um, just hearing all that music. It reminds me of playing uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, mm-hmm. which they are re-releasing. Uh, they're remastering it. Um, and uh, just those that, that, that era of songs is, uh, it's, uh, again, another nostalgia factor um, that Smallville brings. Um, but one comment though, that I will have, and this is not CGI related, but when the, the valve for the, the pipe broke, the, the, the needle was going up, right? So that just tells me that the pressure in the pipe is going up, but I thought that the pipe was leaking, right? Was that so, what was it, so it would be depressurized. It sh- it, yeah. It should be depressurized. And then it, it was... It, for me, it was confusing. It took me out of the moment. And so I just thought producers. No, I, but I, I think I it's, it's uh, since the valve is broken, it's mm. putting more pressure and the explosion, right? Because mm. like the pipe would yeah. not be able to hold the gas. So okay. it, would, it would be at a high pressure. Okay. To which right. Kent maintenance services mm. can, can fix. That would be on his resume. Like Luther Corp would be a, a previous client. Yeah. On the website. That yeah, have. Gabe Sullivan, just like, we use Kent maintenance services and it was swell. <laughs> I like how Chloe was uh, like, she was like, dad, like having those those embarrassed moments. That was that was really cool. But uh, but yeah, music and CGI on point, I yeah, thought, her, in this episode. Her, uh, her uh, sex cult street, street cred would have been ruined because of her dad's crap jokes <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting mark because um on uh on kristen crook's uh insta like she was promoting like that reunion with uh the actors and in the comments just seeing oh where's uh where's chloe like and, and just like and so i i thought you'd appreciate that mark yeah serving a life sentence <laughs> is it a life sentence no i i've I think she's getting a pardon or something. So for COVID, <laughs> yeah, for COVID, and folks, <laughs> <laughs> I just need to always get that in there. I like on her Wikipedia criminal status guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh. Uh, uh, anything else before we kind of jump to the next section? I, I did like so. Clark and his, like the slow mo, but him in super speed, doing mm. domesticated teenage mm-hmm. stuff to cover his tracks, which was kind of cool. But again, like um, there's that, and I don't know if there were any other CGI moments that I thought were pretty cool. Um, I thought the practical effects for when they were on the scaffolding was cool. Yeah. 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 But music, again, for me, two episodes now, nothing really stuck out for me. You didn't catch the Smash Mouth at the beginning? No. During the car maintenance scene? It was Smash Mouth. No, I think during the this time of my life, I was into R&B. Yeah. 
they the I think they have yet to use the the rest of the the sappy. This wasn't a sappy episode. It wasn't a Clark Lana. That's when they saved the the WB goodness for it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. all right. Let's jump into some deeper thoughts. Uh, we touched upon it um, a little bit here, but I'd love to kind of pull on that thread a little bit around these parental styles that we see um, and how it shapes uh, kind of the outlooks in Clark and Lex. And uh, Mark brought it up earlier at the end, uh, of course, when everything was fine. Um, uh, Martha and uh, Jonathan were quick to embrace Clark, you know, very thankful for him there. Um, and Lionel pretty much criticizes Lex as he saved, um, you know, like that was kind of a dumb thing to do. Um, and he only gives him a hug uh, after he wanted to dodge kind of the media there. Uh, and as the audience, we see how kind of these early influences sets the trajectory for these two men. And of course, this was um, the series was written after, you know, the the comics had been well established. So, of course, we're going to see that Lex's parentage is is um, is not going to be a positive experience there. Um, and I saw I saw that the difference here is like Lex kind of knows what he's getting with his father. Um, and Clark sometimes doesn't realize how good his parents are. Like we know how many times he's whined uh, and stuff. And, you know, we see it in the episode. Clark was trying to hide the party from his parents, but it was Lionel who was trying to hide level three from Lex, right? And everybody else. So I'm curious what you guys thought about these kind of parental parallels that we see play out in this episode. Um, you know, Jess, you, you did a really good job paralleling these things i think it was like last podcast you like this is a really uh huge deep dive but uh yeah i mean i think the the fact that like i always just feel like man it's too bad lex just didn't have a better dad you mm. know like he would have turned out to be um i don't know just a better person um it's too bad his fate is sealed i mean throwback to and a shout out to what was her name cassandra carver and the fact that she dies because she sees lex's future but um i think one thing that just kind of touches me is that you know uh it all depends on the choices you make and the people you surround yourself with and uh unfortunately lex is going to go down this path and yeah it's 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 a it's it's a sad thing and i uh yeah i don't know it's it's too bad that he doesn't get that kind of recognition. So, like, what happened to Lionel to be such a douche? Hmm. Yeah, uh, like with uh, with Laura and I, as we think about raising uh, like Ben as he goes to school, and more control is being released, and more responsibility is given to Ben. Um, and, and just the thought of him making, um, making choices and we hope that he makes the right choices. We, we talk about the role of, uh, of nature versus nurture, how much, um, how much, uh, uh, how much environment, um, takes place in molding, um, in molding a person. And so I think that, um, 
I, yeah, I don't know. Like we, our, our goal is uh, with, with Ben is to try and, um, I don't know, just to make it so that he's able to talk about things. And I think that this is, um, just the, 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 the contrast that you see, um, that, that, um, Mark, you just kind of, uh, you, um, or sorry, Justin, that, that you, that you talked about where, uh, Lionel's hiding stuff, very opaque versus Jonathan and Martha, um, pretty transparent. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think though, like if we're, uh, if I'm, if I allow myself to think about this uh, a little deeper, um, there are moments where I think that, um, that Lex does look to Jonathan as a, uh, a father or he, he like, you, you can tell that he's yearning for that, especially like, I mean, it's obvious in this episode, uh, but in previous episodes where I think he just comes through in the Kent house and, um, I, I think there, uh, the, the, I don't know, Michael Rosenbaum does a good job of, uh, I don't know if this is written into a script or this is something, uh, that he's decided is a part of Lex's character. Um, I, I see that. And, um, uh, yeah, I think maybe in an alternate universe, Jonathan accepts Lex in to the family and just to see what Lex would have been Mark, if, uh, if he would have had that father figure or, or just a, a, a good, um, just a, a good mentor to um, shape his intelligence because he is a super smart guy um, and resourceful. And um, and see, but uh, you you bring up the because like the nature versus nurture thing, right? We're kind of mm-hmm. seeing it play out. And we saw a few episodes ago uh, the last one Lionel Luth- Lionel Luther was in um, about uh, shutting or cutting thirty percent of the resources, right? And like, right. you know, they had the sword fight and everything. And, and Jonathan's, um, not Jonathan, uh, John Glover, but uh, Lionel is also, um, what's that? Lionel is also like thinking he's pushing Lex, right? Because Lex is smart enough to make his decision. We saw him defy his dad on many, many cases, right? And yet he turns out to be, you know, to turn into that Lex Luthor antagonist. But if you think about trajectory, like he becomes the president, uh, becomes probably one of the richest men in the world, uh, most well-known brand. Like, I mean, he's done pretty good for himself, but he's just Superman's enemy, right? So it's like, are both those parenting styles, I mean, they they (laughs) both get different results, but I wouldn't say they're like not successful to what they're trying to (laughs) achieve. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like greatness. Like I think they yeah. achieve greatness, right? But what kind of greatness are you looking for? Right. You know, uh, Tim. I just wanted to say, like, do you think that Michael Rosenbaum had googly eyes for John Schneider? Like, is that what <laughs> like trying to get at? It's like he somehow was able to communicate that to you, like, <laughs> like you know, like. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, I think oh I, I think in his nonverbal like acting, he was able to say like like pro- I, I don't know like Ugly. put his Ugly. daddy like <laughs> issues up in front and be like you know like looking for um uh looking for affirmation and stuff like that. So I don't know. Hey, hey. I, I like Michael Rosenbaum's character. Yeah, he 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 does a really good job. I uh, did anyone notice though when uh, Jonathan and Clark are visiting Earl, and Jonathan just like doesn't 
doesn't care. Like he he goes in caring, but then he comes out like skeptical of his friend. And mm-hmm. you know, good on Earl to like use the button to listen in. <laughs> Sneaky Earl. Is that a is that a real hospital function, by the way? Like a separate room. Was yeah. he in the operating room? No, no, but like or no, like is that yeah, like where would where would that where would a patient need to do that? Like yeah. I'm not even yeah. yeah. Right? Like because there was a security was there a security guard in the room with him? Yeah, there was. Yes. yes. So like were they quarantining him? Was it just like why have a glass window? Anyways, but <laughs> you know, but like Jonathan ends up like not hoping for the best, but he's like, well, he he he's like he's in serious trouble, Clark. We can't help him like you know, I just felt like Jonathan gave up on his friend so easily, yet Clark was like, no, 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 like, I'm going to help him fine. Uh, but I won't use my x-ray vision until I see a brick wall. <laughs> until it's super dangerous, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the floor was lead, like all lead, because oh, you can't see through lead. That's right? true. I mean, they would have all been poisoned, because lead is poisonous. Yeah. But No, yeah. I agree with you, but that's too easy. <laughs> but no, do you like, think... sorry go ahead Tim. oh yeah before i before i lose it yeah um mark like i i felt the exact same thing like jonathan it, it seemed out of character for him and so i was trying to understand his thought process um but uh, i guess in in the way that it plays out for me is that he's just thinking about his family and he wants to protect his family because he knows that if earl says something clark is going to want to help him out. And so I think explicitly just that just to keep Clark safe, he just said, don't do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Usually the prohibition is the reason why you go out and do something. So maybe he's just, but what's, what's the motivation for Earl listening? Like, did it, did it just provide confirmation? Like, Oh, there's going to be teenagers there. I'm going to hold them hostage. Like what was the purpose of him listening to the conversation well i I think it's just to see if you know jonathan like jonathan kind of gave him uh like a like a really crappy explanation or like uh yeah well or it'll get better right like oh right you know um is he going to help me is he not this is someone who i trusted right but yeah because that could have been a decision for him to say hey i trust you with this like I'm just going to stay in the hospital until you figure it out, Jonathan versus, you know, trying to break out. Mm. Yeah. The other thing too, is, uh, you know, up until this point, Chloe Sullivan has been like this super sleuth, but she's just like, Oh, he's a drug addict. He's a drug addict. Clark. I know. Mm. She, yeah. Like she didn't use her investigation skills and prowess um, this time around, you know? So she was riding high from that party. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> she was at another party, just At Rocky Ridge? Yeah. No, we never <laughs> held those kind of parties. <laughs> or did we? You invited a lumberjack. No, we, no, didn't. we didn't invite him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like, that was probably like third invite, right? Probably. Yeah. Third degree? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he wow. work at Talisman? Yeah. Wasn't that the Talisman connection? Yeah, so that would have been... Yeah, but Chris... <laughs> I was going to say, been... don't say the name. Yeah. 
he would have invited someone and then they invited that person. Uh, oh, because yeah. I know, yeah, we had some Olympic athletes, at yes, the party. Olympic athletes. They were what event impact. bobsled. Wow, <laughs> no, you don't know, you liar. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> skeleton, snow plowing. <laughs> That, that one where you ski and shoot at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The two, the two most natural activities. Yeah. yeah. Skiing and shooting. Whenever I ski, I always shoot a gun. Sorry, sorry if you're a biathlon, biathlon athlete. Biathlon? Biathlete? Oh. Pentalanian? <laughs> Pentalanian? I think... I think it's pronounced Koba Lion. <laughs> All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump to the next section before we close. Marky Mark. Oh, becoming Superman, right? I actually thought we should have another section called becoming Lex Luthor, uh, because oh. uh, I I think <laughs> after listening to a couple of the podcasts. And commenting on our, our 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 social media to ask a question, um, I get really excited about Lex's character moving forward. That you know they actually should have like a, I don't know what would be an alternate title for if it was focused on Lex, not called Smallville, but I don't know Luther Corpville or something. I don't just being Lex super- Corp. Lex Corp. Yeah, right. Lex Corp. Yeah, and I think it would have been re- it would be really cool if they did a show just on uh, Lex's beginnings and origin and like things that he would have done during this time. Um, but um, you know, Clark's Clark becoming Superman here. I think I mentioned before he does things a little more covert. I think he goes against like Jonathan's uh, decision to kind of just leave it alone, and he's looking for the good in people. Uh, he didn't give up on Earl, and so he figured it out. Um, I mean, he also has to cover up his super strength with Lex uh, on the on the little what do you call that um, cross bridge, and mm-hmm. uh, he covers it up with Lana because he's just like I can't do this. Um, so you know he he's learning, um, he's learning to use his powers, but also keep it covert so that he doesn't get exposed for other things, you know? So, yeah. Anything anyone would like to add? I mean, he, he obviously wore the red and blue as he was, uh, (laughs) you know, the tucked in red uh, plaid shirt and the blue jeans. He's such a, he he looks like a farmer. So that it it does work out for him. Yeah. And then Um, that blue shirt. Which one? The blue rugby shirt when he's trying to eat cold pizza and he's got those headphones on. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. In the beginning of the scene, right? And then he gets pizza yeah. sauce <laughs> on the card. Like, uh, still a kid. But he did use he did use a lot of his strength, like, and maybe this is his like um intuition now, right? And um, you know, he used his various strengths, uh to what was needed for, you know, for the, for the task at hand. Right. And so, 
Um, it wasn't, you know, we, we saw him like learn a lot of his stuff, like an x-ray and, you know, but he was just like, oh, I know exactly what to do in this situation. See through the wall, punch it open, um, you know, so I guess he's being more, he's more in tune with himself. Yeah, it's becoming more mature. Uh, am I correct in, in seeing that um, when the wall was broken down, was there a sledgehammer there? Like, did he plant that? I don't know if you if you caught yeah, this. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Okay. So, like, Clark's. Yeah, exactly. Plays it. it it's uh, just evidence for your point there that he's getting smart about his powers and trying to cover his his tracks. So, good on you, Clark. Good on you. But where'd you find a sledgehammer? Did you use super speed to find it, or X ray vision? I bet Which one? he used super speed because he. Like I said, he could use x-ray vision from the beginning. Well, at Kent Maintenance Service, they come <laughs> with all tools needed for the job, including sledgehammers. Tim. I'm, I'm going to make a logo for Kent, <laughs> Kent Maintenance Services. Check it out on Instagram. Uh, be sure to hire Kent Maintenance Services for all your maintenance needs. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, this like, episode, basically, he, has, he exploited his powers. Like Jonathan was like, Clark, I need a hand. Right? And like What if what if Lana saw him? Then he would have just that, I that was a like in today. the front. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, I guess so. Farmer strength, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. We're coming to the end here. Comes to ratings. I this is this is full circle. I talked about at the top how I saw the ratings. I'm just going to give my rating for jitters. Um, the previous high for me was episode six, Hourglass. For jitters, new high for this season, eight, nine. Sorry, Jess. Eight, nine. <laughs> just, it's good. Just watch it. It's fantastic. It's enjoyable. Um, and so, yeah, just watch it. Yeah, this was a, a season or a season high for me as well. I, I did have, I was like, oh, should I make it the same as last week? But I, you know, thinking through it and even talking through it right now with you guys, it's definitely um, my favorite so far. 8.9. Uh, I'm giving it an 8.79. What? I'm just joking. I gave it a nine. Uh, I really like anytime we're going to move these characters along. I'm probably going to love the show. Like let's get rid of the freak of the weeks and let's get into the nitty gritty. Cause I know after watching, like actually, you know what, after watching hourglass, I wanted to jump and watch like the next episode and then the next episode. But I was like, no, I'll wait because, you know, trying to do this on schedule and Jitters just gives me this, like, oh, I just want to know how this progressed. I know in the end, but, yeah, like, this was this was a really good episode, so I gave it a 9. It gave Hi. you the Jitters. Woo! Oh, no, I gave I gave Hourglass 9, too, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, tied. <laughs> All right. Tied. Um, tied pod. Cool, guys. Uh, I'm glad that we're uh, increasing in our numbers. Looks like... Uh, it's continuing to get better. So next week uh, is episode nine called Rogue. 
Rogue. <laughs> Hopefully, it is in line with the X Men of the same name. Maybe, so, yeah. maybe we can throw some references down. Um, anything else from you guys before we? I might watch Rogue up. now. Sure, if you, can watch it <laughs> if you want. No one's stopping you. I'm so You're an adult. I'm really, I'm really excited about where this season's going. That's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, uh, were we going to ask a poll question? Yeah. What's our poll question? I here? think it's up at the top. Oh, there it is. So, Mark, go ahead. For our listeners out there, you know, our regular listeners, maybe you're new to the podcast and you want to like, interact we've got instagram we've got uh what we've got twitter i don't know if it's very active use instagram <laughs> use instagram everyone <laughs> but you know, find guys without cape so at on, on our instagram handle um but we're we want to ask you you know which superpower would you be would be most advantageous in your everyday life uh we've got some options super speed super strength X-ray vision, flight, hearing, or ice breath. <laughs> Just want to so clarify yeah. here. Yeah. Um, flight does not include strength, right? So you can't carry anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Right. Because if, then you have two. But keep in mind, this is like, it's not the power that you want to have. It's like... Like, uh, you know, what mm-hmm. would be helpful in your everyday life? Like, maybe you're doing something that, you know, man, if I had speed, I would, you know, putting this stuff on a conveyor belt faster. I don't know. I don't know what you do for <laughs> in life. But what's something that would probably make your life a lot easier and what you, you do regularly in these pow- in these strengths? Probably ice breath. <laughs> <laughs> So your drinks will always be cold. <laughs> You're a bartender. Yeah. Uh, no, man. My job's... I don't, do I need to be faster? I don't know. Probably here. I mean, what, do we, what do you always be, Mark? Super hearing. Super hearing? So I could hear yeah. what my staff are talking shit about. Me. <laughs> <laughs> when they're calling you a dick? Yeah, when they're calling me a dick. <laughs> I can hear it, hear it from downstairs in my office. And then I come upstairs and I use ice breath on them. What about you, Tim? What would what would be the most helpful to your everyday life? Uh, I think for me, would be strength, because um, I, like just lifting Sebastian, he's getting heavy, and so. I don't want my back to go, and so I think strength would be good. <laughs> old man, old man problems. Just mine would be flight because I I travel a lot for my job. So uh-huh. if I can get there through flying myself, I mean, I know you said I can't carry things. Tim, yeah, you can't. You can't. I can put a backpack on me. I guess. Yeah, you can't make. You can't bring a Balik Bayan box. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, all the non-filipinos out there it's a box that carries stuff to your destination usually filled with spam oh, Henry go over 50 kilos dried mangoes dried, uh, mangoes dried fish yeah old clothes uh, to send to your cousins <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Well, uh, we want to hear from you. What would be uh, helpful? So um, follow us on Instagram. Check out that poll uh, and uh, add to it uh, what would be most advantageous. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that brings an end to uh, episode here. Again, please join us next week for Rogue. Have a, a safe week um, and enjoy the weather in your part of the world. Thanks, everybody. Wash your hands. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>